Last week was awesome. Um, Will gave the message. Who was here last week? There's a lot of people. Sweet, that was awesome. Um, So Will gave an awesome message last week um, about righteousness and being new creations. Um, And I think something that hit me when I was thinking about these meetings and what we're learning about as a church is kind of like we're studying like who we are and um and so like to us that means we ask god who are we you know he's the source of truth when it comes to who we are um but an important piece to keep in mind i think when we're learning about our identity is are we perceiving ourselves correctly like we're learning this information but are we lining up and changing like how we think about ourselves as we're learning um and that's important because you're always going to live out of who you perceive yourself to be, whether it's good or not, um, whether it lines up with truth or not. If you have like some beliefs about yourself that are good, you're going to live out of that place. And maybe if you have some beliefs about yourself that tie you down and you think low of yourself than you should, you're going to live out of that place too. So I think that's just something important to keep in mind as we're going through this identity series. Like we're learning this good information, and then take it into your heart and like, Lord, am I really perceiving myself this way? Because if I'm perceiving myself differently than how God perceives me, then I'm wrong, right? Um, So that's just something that was on my heart. Um, But tonight, we're going to talk about internal versus external change. And um, so that kind of what we're going to talk about is more like things that happen at our core versus like changing our behavior or um, managing like more of our heart versus managing the things that are happening that come from our heart. Does that make sense? So um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started. So Jesus, we just thank you for what you're doing in this church. And yeah, we just want to take this moment to say, it's all for your glory, God. And you receive all the glory. And if by us learning more about ourselves, Father, we just wish that it would bring you more glory. And for us learning more about you, Father, may it bring you more glory. So would you just come tonight, Holy Spirit? And Lord, would you just teach us what you want us to learn and what you want us to hear tonight? And Lord, if my agenda is different than yours, may your agenda win. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so to kind of recap for last week, um, like I said, Will was talking about righteousness and being a new creation. And we looked at this verse in 2 Corinthians 5.21. I wonder if it, are my, is my stuff going to be up there? I sent it to Sanjay really late, so I don't know if it's going to be up there. But, oh, sweet. Yay. Sunday's awesome. All right. (laughs) Um, I was totally late on these. But, like, literally, like, five minutes ago, I just sent them to him. Um, So this is the verse that we were really hammering on last week was, um, I have it somewhere, that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Um, And we were just... So we know that at the point of salvation, at the moment that we like let Jesus into our lives and give him our lives and our whole hearts and invite him to be our Lord and Savior, this mystery happens where all of a sudden we're exchanged Jesus' history and we become the righteousness of God. And it's a mystery. Like, nobody can explain that. Um, but it's a spiritual reality. It's real. Um, we become the righteousness of Christ and um, forgiveness of sins, we go to heaven, all that stuff. Um, let's look at Galatians 
just continue recapping. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So when we were crucified with Christ, our old self, bless you, <laughs> our old self was crucified too. And when we were raised with Christ, we were this new creation that had never existed before. Um, and so with, as a new creation, we have a new nature. Um, and then again, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Um, and so we're learning that at, at the point of salvation, this thing happened to our core, right? That now as Christians, as people who have decided to follow Jesus and invited him to be Lord of our lives, that we don't have a sin nature, that we're inclined towards righteousness, that we embody the righteousness of Christ. And, um, and following that, that point of salvation, we have, we're going through this process of learning about what happened learning about who we are. Um, and we're all on that journey together. And as we're learning about who we are, we're learning how to live that out too. And you'll hear this phrase tossed around here, renewing the mind. And this comes from Romans 12 too. Um, as we are figuring out like, okay, who am I now? Like, who is this new creation? Who has Christ made me to be? Um, who, what has Christ paid for, for me to live out of? Um, we're... We have to constantly go through this process of my mind used to think this way as my old self, but now I need to line it up with how I am now and who I am now and my new identity. So we're in this process of renewing the mind. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we need to perceive ourselves correctly. We need to learn who we are. We need to renew our mind to perceive ourselves correctly. And out of that place, we'll live differently. We'll see the transformation come. Um, so we renew our minds, see the transformation come. And um, so the way that this works is we just allow that our lives, our behaviors to flow from the understanding of who we are in Christ. And it has to be in that order. We first understand who we are and we perceive ourselves that way. And then behaviors come and actions and our life and the direction of our lives. And it has to come like that. It can't go the other way. Um, So let's look at Luke 6. This is Jesus talking. um, And he's teaching us about Kind of like our identity and how we see ourselves and um, what comes out of our identity. Luke 6, 43. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are neither never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So this is what we're talking about. Like, we have this tree and we have the fruit. But I think sometimes it's easy for us to look at the fruit of our lives. I mean, because that's all that we see in each other. We don't see the internal space in each other. We only see the fruit. So we're used to looking at fruit, I think. Um... But how silly would it be if we had like an apple tree and we said like, oh, I want this apple tree's apples to look a certain way. So every day we'd go out to the apple tree and we like 
paint the apples a certain way, and we'd like change them around a little bit, um, and we expected that to continue and be sustainable. That's silly, right? Nobody does that. Um, Because it's from the tree that the fruit comes, and everything that makes the fruit comes from in the tree. Um, So if we're looking at the fruit and we want to change the fruit, it has to come from within the tree, and that's where we start. Um, The internal change. Um, And like I said, it can't be the other way around. So if we think about maybe there's something in our lives that is external, some kind of behavior that, some fruit that we want to change. Maybe it's like, I don't know, gossiping or lying. Um, Really what I believe and what I want to talk about tonight is if we focus on just that behavior without looking at the tree, at the internal space, at what God's doing in your heart and allowing him to change that, that focusing on just the behavior is going to produce striving, it's going to produce legalism, it's going to produce discouragement. You're going to try to keep changing this thing that isn't sustainable. And you're going to keep trying to change it and keep trying to change it when it's, produ- when it's being produced by this thing in you. Does that make sense? So um, if we're looking at the fruit without looking at the tree, this will lead to striving, tiredness, disappointment, legalism, feeling like things will never change, feeling like we're trapped in our ways or whatever, um, and discouragement. And I've been there. It, it kind of feels like whack-a-mole. You guys know whack-a-mole? Like, <laughs> I remember going playing whack-a-mole at Chuck E. Cheese, and you have this hammer, and like there's this surface and these holes and these moles come up and you just smack them and they just like come up and you're just like constantly smacking and that's what it feels like and I was just thinking like if I was trying to change the nature of this whack-a-mole machine and I didn't want moles to pop up anymore I wouldn't just sit there and stand there and hold them and push them down the whole time if I wanted to like turn this into a desk or something I would open up the machine take out the moles change out the fixtures put a new top on it and bam, you have a desk. So, um, yeah, whack-a-mole desk. <laughs> this is a really weird illustration. I don't know how else to use that. But, um, so, yeah, I think it's just easy for us because we do see fruit around us. We look at fruit. Um, it's easy to get caught up in comparison and start playing whack-a-mole in our lives when I don't think that's how the Lord wants us to live, and I think he has a better way for us to be free. Um, so... I would love to share you guys a story from my own life about this whack-a-mole season. Um, so I, I grew up in this church. Did you guys know that? I went to youth group down in the basement when I was in middle school and high school. And um, it's actually where I met Wilson, where I met Luke, and um, became friends down there. They were kind of too cool for me then. but um, <laughs> So I grew up in this church, um, and went through times of my life when I was in middle school where I just encountered God's presence and power during worship. Um, And so I was acquainted with that stuff. I went through Bible studies, had a basic understanding of who God was and that he could speak and um, things about Jesus and what he did on earth. Um, So I had that amazing foundation. That's a privilege. That really is um, to have that foundation laid for you at a young age. Um, But then Like a lot of girls, I kind of got distracted from that in high school when I met a boy. Um, And (laughs) not Wilson, unfortunately. That's later on. But um, I met this guy named Corey in high school. And he really became an idol in my life. Um, 
And kind of just like a lot of my testimony and what God has done in my life revolves around this relationship. Um, So I grew up with a foundation of knowing who Jesus was and knowing about his presence and who he is. Um, And then I kind of left that all and pushed that aside in high school, started dating this guy. Um, And a lot of stuff went into it like, Oh, he's the captain of the football team. I want to be cool and date the captain of the football team and get this identity from it, you know? Um, high school stuff. And um, we, had, we ended up staying together for like three years. So through my senior year of high school, and I was kind of dumb and like followed him like halfway to college. He went to school in Tennessee, and I went to school in Kentucky. Um, and this whole time dating him, Meanwhile, like, I told you guys I had this foundation of who Jesus was and this love, this, like, experience of the love of God. Um, and I was definitely a Christian. Um, but I, th- I think I was just an immature Christian, and I was able to, like, push that away um, for something else that I wanted in life. And um, so all the while dating this guy, I was going through this conflict because, one, he didn't know anything about Jesus. And so he didn't have any of those values about, like, serving people and loving people and um, servant leadership and things like that. And so, of course, there's just tons of conflict in that relationship. And there's, um, and he just really became an idol because I was able to, like, take God off the pedestal, put him up there, you know. Um, so I lived in this place and knowing in the back of my head, like, this isn't good, like, this isn't good for me. This is going down a bad path. This is bad. I should break up with him. I shouldn't be with him. Um, and it was kind of just head knowledge, I think, from having a church background of knowing like what a good righteous life looks like versus like this life. And, um, just things that like I would let myself get into with him. Um, just knowing in my heart, like this is bad. Um, so we, so for like Two years, I was dating this guy, and we we were that couple that broke up and got back together, and broke up and got back together. Um, and I and a lot of my friends and people around me told me like, this doesn't seem like it's a good relationship for you. Like, I think you guys don't need to be together. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd like muster up the courage to break up with him, and I would. And then I'd feel like like not even a sense of relief because I'd know that we'd be getting back together. Um, and so it really, I just felt like kind of trapped in this, um, relationship and for a long time. And it was actually like really crazy to the point where I kind of like forgot what grace was and like all that kind of stuff. Um, but so I was feeling trapped in this relationship for about two years. Um, and I'm, I realized that I was looking back on it now, I was trying to produce this fruit of like living a good life and cutting off of this bad relationship without really, like, addressing the root of it in my heart. Without addressing, like, why do I feel like I need to be with him? What is it that I'm getting out of this relationship? And rejecting that and allowing God to fill that. So I was just trying to address this behavior, this lifestyle, without looking at the source. Um, And the whole time I was feeling trapped. Um... So, like I said, I went to college, and I was still dating this guy. And we actually dated long distance for a while, like I said. Um, And I ended up going to this 
tiny school in the middle of the hills of Kentucky, and um, it was really small and totally different de- demographic than what I was used to in high school. Like, I went to a really racially diverse high school, <laughs> and this school was like all the same kind of people, and they all had a lot of money, and they were, and I was like, I felt like a sore thumb in the school. So I didn't really try to make friends. And looking back on this season, um, it was totally God just setting up the stage to do an internal change in me. And I love it now. He was just like really getting ready to shoot me in the heart. But um, so I followed this guy to like out of state a little bit and didn't really have friends at the school. Georgetown is what Georgetown College is the school. And, um, and I said, well, I'm not going to try to make friends. Like I'll see my boyfriend on the weekends and, um, you know, all that stuff. I'll just focus on my studies But um, little did I know that I would find myself worshiping in my dorm room by myself all the time. Or, like, I'd just be walking to class and I would just realize, like, wow, I'm praying. And, like, I feel really close to God. Or, like, I would find myself, like, on my knees praying at night. Um, But meanwhile, seeing my boyfriend on the weekends and acting like I didn't know God when I was around him and his friends... And um, so this internal change was starting to happen in me where I was like waking back up to the love of God and his presence. Um, But the behavior hadn't changed yet. But that was coming, for sure. Um, So I was living in this weird tense place for like a year. um, Learning, getting into the word by myself, reading the Bible, like wanting to read the Bible, which was like ridiculous to me. Like who would want to read the Bible? Um... (laughs) (laughs) reading the Bible and praying. And it was funny, like, I felt like God always put me with roommates that weren't ever going to be around, so I'd have a room to myself. And I'd, like, turn on worship music and be, like, dancing and praying and reading the Bible. And then on the weekends, back to the old life, back to that weird behavior, back to pretending like I didn't know God. Um, And so this thing was stirring in me. Um, And the Holy Spirit was really working in me. And then one night, um, my friend, I went to a campus ministry, I visited a campus ministry, and my friend was teaching on, he was the campus pastor, he was preaching on Romans 12, 2. And it said, do, and do not be conformed to this world, oh wait, no, Romans 12, 1, sorry, I have both of those verses in this message, okay. He was preaching on Romans 12, 1. Who says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And it just hit me during that. I, was, I started crying because I looked at that verse and I was just thinking to myself, like, I love worshiping God. I love being with him. But according to this verse, I'm not giving my whole self to him. Like I'm holding off this little part. And, um, and all of a sudden I had this new desire to not, to officially not be with my boyfriend and to give myself all to Jesus and to like be able to worship him in this proper way, um, that this verse talks about and to give my whole life and my free time and all of my attention and all of my thoughts to God, um, and not have them divided. And so, um, that was a revelation for me. I had known that verse before, but that was totally the Lord speaking to me in that moment. So I walked out of there crying 
and walked out to the soccer fields at Georgetown College and called my boyfriend down in Tennessee. I actually left him a voicemail breaking up with him. <laughs> but um, I left him a voicemail and said, like, I can't. I'm not. I, I'm going to go after God. Like, and this is hindering me. And broke it off with him. And before, it had been such a back and forth thing. But that time, it was a done deal. Like, at that point, I, we didn't, I didn't struggle wanting to go back to him anymore. Or, like, the back and forth was over. And that was the moment of breakthrough. And it's so cool because I wasn't, like, formally introduced to, like... I didn't have the language behind it, but God totally spoke to me at that moment after I hung up the phone with him. I, it was kind of dark outside, the sun was setting, and I looked over to my dorm house, and um, I just saw, like, like almost as if it was written in the sky, like, in the air, it just said, run, and I just felt so free, I felt so free, like, it was so crazy, um, yeah, and so it just makes me think of this verse, this is one of my favorite verses, Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. And, um, and I really think that freedom isn't to cut off fruit that we don't like to see anymore. The freedom is that he'll change us on the inside to desire him more and to desire the things that are righteous and that all of our actions will flow from there and that we will feel free and we won't feel like we're striving to do good things or to be a good person. But it's coming from a natural place and it's fun and it's energizing. Um, So here's a couple thoughts. I was just thinking... I bet when God was looking at me, um, when I was still in that like whack-a-mole state of trying to like break up with this guy because I knew it was the right thing to do, um, I bet he was thinking, you know, Jennifer needs a revelation of how much I love her because then this relationship will just fall off like that. Or I bet he was thinking like, she just needs a revelation of how present I am with her at school so that she won't be afraid to break up with him and be afraid to like just let him go. And things like that. Like, I think that he was looking at my heart the whole time. And while he could see, like, what was happening, he saw the source of it and wanted to change that because he knew what my heart needed. And he has everything that we need. Um, So, yeah, God's wise. Who knew? Um, (laughs) um, He knows that when we grasp more of our identity, and he knows the parts that we're missing, um, that when we grasp that, We'll have new desires, and from that, a new direction of life will ensue. Um, And so I was just thinking, like, how often do we get tripped up by the fruit instead of the tree? Um, And that is such a trap, I think. And it can be good fruit or bad fruit. Um, Something that I kind of deal with a lot is girl, like meeting with girls that are in house group or like girls that are my friends that come to me and say, you know, me and my boyfriend have been having some trouble keeping physical boundaries, you know what I'm talking about, and, um, and I really need help with that. And so one approach to that could be, okay, let's sit down and write a list of 20 things that you're not allowed to do anymore. You always have to be three feet apart. You always have to have the light on. You always have to have your mom in the room and your hands in the air or something. like. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, and I think... It is more complicated than this. I think both are good um, when they work together. But um, I think another approach to that would be, okay, well, let's ask the Holy Spirit what lie you're believing about yourself or the situation 
that's not allowing you to flow into where you want to be. And, um, and I've done that with girls before. And maybe like, well, she'll close her eyes and say, I feel like the Holy Spirit is revealing to me that I'm believing the lie that my boyfriend won't feel loved if I don't cross these boundaries for him. Um, and so she'll, and so it'll be the whole repeat after me. Okay, I reject the lie. I reject the lie. That blah 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 blah. And I accept the truth. That blah 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 blah. And um, and from there she can flow out of a place of feeling free to follow the Lord. And instead of turning into legalism and putting um, rules and trying to cut out fruit. Um, and I think even we can get tripped up by good fruit. Um, I ha- there's good fruit that I see in the world. I don't know. Um, and something and things that inspire me that I want to be like. And one of those is the beautiful worship leader, Jen Johnson. I have a picture of her up here somewhere. Um, <laughs> I love her. This is an amazing woman. So if you guys don't know who this is, she's a worship leader. Um, her and her husband lead worship together out at Bethel in California at Bethel Church. And they lead an amazing worship team out there and have so much amazing fruit coming from their lives. And so it's so easy for me to look at her and be like, Lord, I want that. I want to be glamorous and like um, have this amazing wor- life of worship and like people to get rocked when I lead worship too. And I want to put out five albums and all this stuff. Um, and that's a good thing. Wanting to live a life of worship that leads in, leaves impact on people. Um, I think that's a good thing. Um, but when I get focused on the fruit of that, and without asking the Lord, like, God, give me a heart that's like that. Give me a heart that isn't afraid to be abandoned, to worship you. Give me a heart that is creative and so in tune with you that songs come naturally. Um, we can get into legalism. Like, what if I told my worship team at Westchester, at the Westchester House Group, like, okay, every time we worship, we want our worship to look like Jen Johnson. So every time we worship, you have to do this. And if you don't do this, you're out. And if you don't sing spontaneous like her, you're out. And blah, 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 blah. And we could build a whole culture off of that because we want a good fruit. But does that really achieve what we're looking for? No. And does that feel free? No. And that just creates a culture of legalism. Um, So we have to be careful about that. And it can be good things and bad things. Um, So the last thing I want to talk about was how, so how do we do this? So how do we, how are we going to be intentional about letting the Lord change um, the tree, letting him change what's inside so that things will flow from there? And how do we not get tripped up and just caring about the fruit so much that we get sidetracked? Um, So I think what happens when we just look at the fruit is we lose the relationship aspect. We're working ourselves back into the law, um, which is what Jesus died for so that we don't have to live under. So, um, So how do we do this? I think it's as simple as getting in relationship with God. Just get your butt in relationship with him. Um, Give him permission to do work in your heart and to yield to that. And it's not easy. It's really hard. And it, a lot of times, it's just people don't see it. They don't see it happening. So it's not glamorous. Um, But it's, that's where the relationship is. And man, one of the sweetest things now is, I mean, like, I try to describe this whole story of, like, what God did in my life through Corey and that whole relationship to Will. And as much as I describe it to him, like, in detail and stuff, like, he wasn't there. 
But God was there the whole time, like in every phase. And now he's on the other side with me too. And that is like the sweetest thing to me. It's like, God, you were there when I like didn't even know it. And when I was totally running from you and you knew what my heart was saying then. And I can just refer to it now. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, like a best friend. Um, And it's just one of the sweetest things. So that's what I say. Give God permission to do work in your heart and yield to him. Make it a habit to ask the Holy Spirit, like, what's going on in my heart, Holy Spirit? Is there anything that is in my heart that you disagree with? Because I want to agree with what you have. Um, and then, and we know that this isn't not an excuse, but we need to give ourselves grace to walk through that process of changing the inside and renewing our minds so that things flow beautifully out of that um, and not be legalistic on ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's what I had. I want to do some declarations together to end. Um, we love declarations around here. And if you're not familiar with this kind of thing, it's just like faith comes by hearing, and we're just agreeing with truth together. Um, so why don't you guys repeat after me? I declare, I declare that, through Jesus, that through Jesus, I am not a sinner. I am, not a sinner. I am righteous. I am, righteous. I am a good tree. That produces good fruit. And right now I bless myself. And give myself grace. To walk through the process of renewing my mind. I will not manage my actions. But I will continually yield my heart. Holy Spirit. I give you permission. I give you full access to do your work in me. Amen. Cool. Thanks, guys. That's amazing. Way to go. That's awesome. Cool. Watch out, Van. No, just kidding. So, hey. We're going to break into our uh, small groups now. What I'd ask you to do is small group leaders. Is that what we call them? Small groups? Cool. Uh, Small group leaders. If you guys could go to your numbers, just in case there's a new person here tonight. Um, Otherwise, if you're not one of the leaders of the group, just head to where your group met last week and your leader will be there shortly to meet you. In addition, we're going to be back at 815 so we can worship a little bit together. All right. So you got just a little bit less than an hour.